Hello, darlings, it's me, Karen. Stonecutter, of course. I suppose you'd like to know how my night's been. Oh, it's been rather a disaster. My dear's quite unlike what I was wanting. I thought I was throwing a very acceptable party until somebody had the audacity to ruin it by murdering my boss's father, the old boss, Janison Brefford Sr. Naturally, the away team were assigned to the case and we conducted a very thorough and completely by the book investigation. Except for Frankie. He got drunk and convinced himself he'd done it. Ridiculous, of course. He's a sweetheart. He'd never hurt a fly and... Anyway, when I discovered poor Stephen Charity had been murdered at his desk, I thought my night couldn't get much worse. Until I was captured by the mastermind herself. My very best work friend, Barb from Accounts. She used some kind of magic to pretend to be me and tried to pin the whole thing on the Countess Celestia Von Angelis. That foreign lady, you know, from Toff. Only that backfired because it turns out that the Countess was an assassin, pretending to be somebody else too. Ugh. Schemes within schemes, I suppose. Flynn and I took her on to save Barb, and I uh, must say we did pretty well. Only now poor Idafer's missing. Oh, I do hope he's alright. I suppose this is just another day at the office for us now. Oh dear. Kia ora everybody and welcome to the terrible adventures of the Janison Breffitt's Parchment Company. My name is Penny DM because I am your DM. And uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I wasted a hairdresser's time for like six hours because I was like, I want to look like Bart Simpson. Um, and then they ended up shaving my whole head and then I cried. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Who, why hairdresser does that? <laughs> Penny! I remember looking in the mirror and being like, <laughs> that's it. That's all I remember. Extremely good. Uh, hi, I'm Poppy. Um, I play Idafa, the tiefling. Um, and these guys were all like, oh, I've got a fun hairstyle story, but I don't. My hair's always just been, like, I just do hair. It's just hair. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> My hair's just hair. Um, hi, I'm Nate. I play Flindler the Halfling Bard. And I've got quite a few uh, bad hair stories, but my favourite one is that back when it was cool, I got my auntie for my birthday to pay $200 for me to sit in a chair for two hours to get uh, a perm. <laughs> um, and then after two hours, it just fell out because my oh. hair was so straight. Oh, oh yeah. no! <laughs> Don't think about me, it was so straight. $200? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Liz and I play your favourite dwarf barbarian, Karen. And I also have a lot of very funny uh, bad haircut stories because uh, when I was a teenager, instead of getting uh, acne, I got really frizzy hair. Um, so my entirety of my teenage years was really bad, just a really bad hair day. But uh, Penny actually reminded me that when I was about five or six years old, I had a fringe that was so big and so thick that I wanted it cut really short. So I accidentally got baby bangs in like 1998. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna have to define for me what baby bangs are. Like this big. Yeah. Like about, oh, like about, one, like about one centimeter long on my forehead. <laughs> and they stuck straight out. Oh no. <laughs> I'm Stephanie and I play Frankie. Being African-American, I have a lot of, you know, hair stories. Uh, one is probably when I was in like high school and you remember when like that like that mousse that came out that would like lighten your hair slowly I decided to use that but I never I only put it at, like the tips of my hair and it only went like from like black to orange oh, and, was, no. and I had just orange hair oh. but like black roots and I'm like this is cool, right? <laughs> Guy Fieri. Dark hair is so hard to dye. God is. I feel all of your pain except for you, Poppy. Your hair looks fantastic today and I Thank imagine you. it always has. <laughs> <laughs> so, Flinva, you're sitting in a one-on-one -on -one situation in a side office, um, just finishing up an interview with a guard. So, uh, People are saying there was some kind of, uh, he checks his notes, some kind of devil angel, is that right? 
So that's just thinking about how truthful to be. But yeah, look, Everyone saw her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, we we were trying to help out our boss, and this this countess that came as like the dead the um the dead guy's like date turned out to be this this thing. She flew. She flew. That's not natural. What uh what happened to her? She flew away. <laughs> she she stabbed she stabbed Bob. Um, we rushed down to like try and like help Bob. Don't know why we did that. You know, we're not that upper management, but you know we're good people, important in the company. I'd say, and you know we care about our family. Startle her away. Do our best. Um, we're quite. A our company's a family, but yeah, we 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 cornered her basically, or we thought. The countess downstairs, but then she, she just terrified us all, and then she, she had wings, and she melded into shadows. You're, uh, you're awfully lucky that no one was killed. That's the, that fits the description of a legendary assassin that we've been hunting for years. She pops up in the city once in a while. We've never managed to catch her, so you're all very lucky that you weren't killed today. Oh my God, my colleague had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Still does, buddy. <laughs> we have Barbara Oakfell in custody. She doesn't seem to have any stab wounds on her right now, so you must be mistaken when you say that she got stabbed because there's just, she seems fine. Uh, oh, but, thank God. but anyway, look, Cassie vouched for you. Uh, she said you're a good person, so I trust your word. I imagine that in the commotion you saw something that you thought that you saw. She does have that the assassin, the ink armor assassin, whatever she's called. Uh, she does have that effect on people, so if you do ever see her again, please call us because we've been hunting her for a long time. There's a fairly large bounty attached to her head. Oh, I'm just glad we didn't piss our pants, you know, like I, we will definitely call the guards. Oh, if I see that lady again, I'm leaving that area. Very quickly. Okay. So who's got the bounty on us? Uh, you know, the, the Emperor's Guard. We have some uh, fairly high-level criminals that we put bounties on because they're just too elusive for us to catch. So, you know, it's an incentive for citizens to give tips for them. Definitely. Well, we've got a really good description of what she looked like, if that would help, and we're happy to share that any other time. Yeah, thanks. I've got that written down in my notes here, and everyone seems to be given the same story, so... Uh, thank you for your service. It's very brave of you to uh, confront that woman. Just don't leave the city for a while. We may have more questions for you. Oh, cool. Uh, you can go. Uh, I'll, I'll be interviewing a few more people, but if you think of anything else, feel free to come back in. Oh, thank you for your service and protecting us. Flynn, you go out of the room um, and you go to the break room uh, where Frankie and Karen are comforting a sobbing Bolo. It's all going, it's all going to be okay, Bolo. Uh, Look, look, uh, Flynn's back now. We can, uh, we can go and look for him. We can, we can find him. We'll bring him back alive. Are you, are you sure that, look, the, the guards aren't gonna do anything. They don't do anything when Tieflings go missing. They, we've warned him so many times that he can't go out by himself at night because Tieflings go missing and nobody does anything. It's okay. It's okay. We, we, we know who to talk to. And uh, we're going to find your son. I promise. He's a good friend to me. Thank you, Francis. You're welcome over at my house for dinner whenever you want. I'm going to introduce you to my cat. I do like cats, yes. He's sobbing, but he starts pulling out the same drawings that he showed. <laughs> Jazz and Bruford, he's like, oh, here's him. Here's him uh, doing a doing a little curl up, and here's him hunting a oh, bird. Oh, oh, yes, yes, Bolo. Good, very, very nice. <laughs> Flynn, uh, are we are we free to go? Yeah, we just can't leave the city, but as soon as, I guess they didn't really know much, so. Okay. Just everyone saw the, the Countess doing a magical thing, so. Is she? Apparently there's a huge bounty on her head, though. Oh. FYI. So she's 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 known to the. Yeah, apparently they've been looking for her, and and yeah, the descriptions that were shared for everyone upstairs and us matched up perfectly, and they were like, "Wow, she's this big badass." Wow, I I feel very lucky to have survived the encounter. Yeah, I'm just surprised she wasn't actually mixed up in it all, really, in the in the actual. Well, yeah. as far as we know, well, in the actual uh, uh, offering mm. of our dear boss. I mean, I I don't. 
I think she must have had some kind of plan, but uh, obviously Barb and, Barb and Stephen got in there first. I'm, I'm so confused. What, what, what happened there? Oh, Bolo, I'm, I'm so sorry. I forgot that you were with, uh, with Janderson Jr. the whole time. Uh, three years ago, there was a rather uh, disastrous Christmas party, and I had, I, I wasn't there. I was, I was at home with my, with my family. But um, from what I can gather, Janderson Sr. made uh, a pretty, a pretty disgraceful pass at um, Barb's daughter who was then sent away to the hives. Uh, and Stephen and the rest of the board and Janderson Sr. himself uh, covered it all up. Uh, and Janderson's been away for the past, Janderson Sr. rather, has been away for the past three years. And I suppose that Stephen and Barb just couldn't handle him coming back. So they killed him. He assaulted a child, what a horrible man. I'm not sure if he deserved to be killed, but here we are. <coughs> Justice. <laughs> Anyone who does that to a child deserves to be dead. <laughs> well, speaking of which, uh, perhaps we should go and rescue my son. Yes. I, the thing is, is that tieflings go missing all the time and none of them have been recovered and I, I wouldn't know where to start. Can I just clarify, how did you know he was who was missing? Just that he wasn't with us, or did you see something from the balcony? I saw him running away, so I followed him and I was calling out after him, and he ran across the street and jumped a fence, and I'm, you know, I'm a halfling, so I couldn't get over the fence, and I was banging on the fence, and he was just running from me, and I could see him through a crack in the fence, and he tripped, and then people came out of the darkness and <gasps> just grabbed him. How many people did you see? It was three. Three. Three humans. Uh, they were wearing uh, suspenders and shirt. They looked like gang types. Mm. Oh, okay, yes. I do think we have somewhere to start gang types. And then from the entrance to the room, you hear a voice say, I can save you some time if you would like. And you turn around and uh, Friskin is standing in the doorway. You realize that like you, he's now standing at full height. He looks really strong before where he was like, you know, lazy and kind of slouching all the time. Like he was kind of doing the Superman thing where he was like, you know, you know, sort of pretending not to be strong. I'm Sleepy Clark. And he looks around to you and says, I would, I've been listening. I would like to come with you. My master has a stake in interrupting the operations of Mr. Marvelous. I know where we can start. Who's your master? But yes, any help we can get for our friend Idafo would be much obliged. Yes, please. Um, Fris Friskin, was it? That's what you can call me for the time being. Oh, well, that's what you are in our employee records. <laughs> <laughs> it, I make it my business to know everybody's name. Uh, yes, please. Uh, we should leave with all due haste. Uh, Bolo, will you be okay? Uh, yes, yeah, thank, thank you. Friskin, you're a very good kitty. <laughs> I do like to think that I am quite good kitty, yes. <laughs> good kitty, kitty. Good. I wonder if he likes those fish biscuits. Idafer, you were uh, knocked out by your own panic. Um, your body shut down because of your fear. Um, and when you wake up, you are sitting in a cell that looks like it's carved out of solid rock with just one wall of bars. You have all of your positions stripped from you. You're, you don't have your shirt or your belt or your bracelets. Um, you've just got your pants and your shoes. Oh my God. And you're sitting in a cell with your hands bound and there are about six or seven other tieflings of varying ages and colors and genders just sitting sobbing in the cell with you just quickly hands bound in front of me or behind me in front of you in front of me oh that's nice <laughs> okay <sighs> uh <coughs> you all right lad a female tiefling, probably in her mid-fifties, sitting nearby, also with her hands bound, is just sort of like looking over you and she says, You 
they don't usually bring people in unconscious. Are you okay, boy? Where, where am I? One of the last places you'll ever see. Uh, I'm gonna need more than that. One of the small tieflings, like a probably a young teenager, kind of dressed in rags. Looks like maybe they uh, dressed for the slums. Pipes up and says, "We're, we're in Marvelous's dungeon. This is this is why they tell us not to go out at night. This is." We're never gonna get out of here. And another one pipes up and also says, Yeah, nobody nobody gets out of here. This is we're all doomed. <laughs> and Otto starts crying. <laughs> There's a fairly uh, a fairly burly tiefling with one arm um, sitting at the other end and kind of says <laughs> You know, I heard that uh, there was a crazy old man managed to escape into the sewers one time. Perhaps there's a entrance to the sewers around here that we can find. <laughs> Foreshadowing. As soon as I hear them mention the old man, I like my tears almost sucked back into my eyes. I'm like, wait, he was he was stuck in here, the blind guy. Well, he wasn't blind when he was in here, but yeah. Yeah, he, uh, I don't know what he did. Maybe he had, maybe he used his, his natural magics or something, but he managed to escape and he ended up digging. I heard the guards talking about it. He escaped into the sewers and they just, they never found him. Oh my God. <sighs> All right, well, you guys want to like share stories or something? <laughs> I guess if we're stuck here. I'm assuming we're gonna die. Is that kind of how this works? You talk fancy, little one. What's your story? I've never seen you around the slums before. I don't live there. My parents are halflings. Well, that's interesting. Well, you'd think so, but not like they're pretty standard, eh? Like, there's nothing special about them. I'm afraid I don't know who's told you what, but your parents are demons, young man. Oh, well, you know what I mean. Like, those, my real parents are, are the demony, you guys. Us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was adopted, so. Lucky you. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> and you got this. This is awkward. Um, tell me more. Like I, I have never met other tieflings really. Like, seen you around, seen you in the newspapers, and like usually the bad parts. But like we can't all be bad, right? Like that's not. No, we're not all bad. My name's Jambro. I am, uh, I guess, a youth leader for the slums. I was trying to keep kids off the streets, but it's hard when there's nothing out there for them. A couple of days ago I was jogging and next thing I know I'm knocked out. I'm here. They said something about harvesting but nobody who gets taken out of this cell ever comes back. Did you come here with your arm gone? Oh yeah, this is an old war injury. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Um, and as you guys are talking you hear the jingle of keys and an armored man walks into the cell, like unlocks the cell and opens it and stands in front of Jambro and says, oh, Jambro doesn't make it easy. He, you know, kicks at the shins, but this guy's wearing like, you know, full body plate armor and he's kind of prepared for unarmed prisoners to attack him. So he just sort of like punches him with a gauntleted hand and you have to sit there and watch as like more guards come in and kind of like beat this guy in front of everybody and um, eventually pick him up and drag him out of the cell as everyone cries. I'm gonna grab Jambro's leg as he's being dragged out. I already love this man. <laughs> One of the guards, um, when you reach out, basically just like punches you, just straight in the head. Um, I rolled an 18 on an attack roll, so you can take damage if you want, or you can just let go. I feel like, no, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna, I'm okay. trying to stop them. Take four damage and roll me a strength check. Okay. So 17. Cool, you don't let go and they punch you again. Cool, take six damage. So 10 in total? Yeah, and roll me another strength check. They're just gonna keep hitting you until you let go. I'll give them one more try. That was an 18. 
Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to let go? You're rolling really well. <laughs> Can I, like... The supervisor comes in and kind of looks around and he's like, you're next. Let go. You're next. I stand up and I spit on him. I go, yeah, I bet I am. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> uh, that is 13. Cool. Take um, six damage and you're knocked out. Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and so the last thing that you see is uh, someone wearing like sort of officer's armor kind of get in your face and so tell you that you're next and you spit at him and he kind of like wipes it from his face um, and then he just like straight clocks you in the nose and you just pass out. Oh, I tried. I did try. The rest of you, uh, you travel in silence. Everyone's kind of prepping themselves. You can have the benefits of a short rest if you need them, if anybody wants to heal, or I don't think you can get spell slots back on a short rest, but we don't really have time for a long rest if you um, if you need one. How many hit points can I roll? You can roll up to all of your hit dice if you need them. Oh, okay. You just have to have another rest to replenish them as sure. well. Sure, okay. So um, if anybody wants to reroll hit dice or do anything to prep, for example, like, you know, update your um, Electrum that you have in your inventory. Mm. Do you want me to um, hand you some, Karen? I mean, yes, please. Yeah. That's me. I'm Karen. Um, Karen would quite like to have. Uh, so she's got 14 in in your bag, and she she kind of sidles up to you and she says, "I need. Uh, uh, can I can I reach into the bag of holding? Uh, I, I need to replenish my stocks." And she's going to pull out seven. So how many would you have left? I've got seven left in the bag of holding and I've got seven on my person and I'll just like stash them in, I guess in my bag because she's wearing a dress. <laughs> she's put her little cardigan back on and it's um, got blood on it. Yay! And I also take out some well, of my lessons and just chilling around but I tuck some into my wrist. Frankie how are you doing? Frankie's also going to take some electrum because he used one. Um, is there anything that you'd like to prep? I imagine you guys are all real kind of like you know quiet serious reading mm. yourselves to rescue yeah. one of your own frankie are you um prepping any inventions or uh um, yeah i'm gonna do uh infusion on my crossbow so it's um now magical weapon grants plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls and it ignores the loading property and crossbow thing so technically now i don't have to Reloaded. It's just. I don't think I've been making you reload it anyway, but like but the plus one is I've nice. I've been like thinking yeah. about it, like okay, we gotta reload it. Uh, is anyone spending their time talking, or you're in a cart that Friskin is driving? Mm. There's mm. a fairly big horse on the front of it, and you're all just sort of sitting waiting while Friskin drives you surprisingly north into the wealthy district, right off sort of like towards the edge of the gate where the larger estates are, and he pulls up outside uh, the gate of a like large estate grand mansion. Mm. This is where the tieflings are bought. I don't know what happens to them after they come in here, but I've never seen any come back out again. I'm going to break inside. I would appreciate, and he starts stretching, he's like, <laughs> I would appreciate it if you would like to back me up. I saw what you could do in the factory <laughs> and while you certainly seem like you could use some practice, it is better than nothing. <laughs> and, and as he says that, Karen pipes up and goes, ah, yes, yes, uh, when we have some time, I'd like to talk to you about that. I just, uh, I just want you to know uh, that this is obviously uh, not discussable uh, in polite company. Uh, I, I, I have a family, uh, we all do. Uh, we can't risk our livelihoods. Well, where we're going, we're about to risk everything. So you can go home or you can risk your life for your friend. I will be honest with you, your motivations and my motivations are a little different. <laughs> I did like Idafer, so I'm going to help you out, but uh, I'm here to do a job. 
and if you manage to rescue your friend while we are doing so, all the better for you. Friskin hops down from the cart and like pops a claw and basically just like doesn't even bother taking off, just slices his janitor outfit off. Ooh. And underneath um, you can see that he is wearing like orange monk's robes and he pulls out a bracelet and snaps it around his wrist and the bracelet has um, three sort of like half spheres um, set into it. Oh. Okay. I'm stretched. You guys ready? Uh, yeah. Uh, Frankie, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Flynn? Yeah. I mean, some of my sorters we get in, but yeah. Okay. Meet me at the gate. And he runs straight up the uh, perimeter wall um, and jumps on top and looks down and then just does a flip into the perimeter of the mansion. And so many alarms start to go off. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting it to be like now. Okay. Um, You hear him uh, kind of like moving through bushes uh, and then he appears outside the gates and he uses one of his claws like in the in the keyhole of the gate and like twists it and clicks and he's like keep up if you want to rescue your friend and then he like turns around and like tears off into the into the grounds yeah i mean uh yeah we're gonna run after him i mean i don't i don't think i've got the i don't think i've got the speed of a um karen falls behind a bit yeah yeah she's a dwarf they're, they're built for stamina not for not for uh not for speed um so she is she's not as fast as the rest of you guys do you guys leave Karen behind or are you kind of like moving together or what's your what's your situation? I'm sticking quite close behind the cat guy as my little legs can. Yeah. He's not like leaving you guys behind. He's very fast, but like he can kind of like move to cover, wait for you guys and then move forward yeah. to cover as well. And so uh, you guys are uh, moving, moving basically just straight up the main driveway. There's no sneaking here. You guys are just like um, busting in through the main entrance and you hear a couple of footsteps uh, come towards you uh, and four guards approach. Quick as lightning, Friskin darts out from behind a fountain and like punches one of them with a closed fist and then like in the blink of an eye punches him like four more times and he just falls. Um, And each of the three remaining guards um, run towards the three of you. How do you deal with them? I shoot with my crossbow. Cool. Uh, Flynn, what do you do? As we ran through the gate, I would have summoned my my sword because I want it. So I'm just going to go quick um, stab parry. Cool. Uh, Karen, how do you deal with yours? Yeah, I'm going to try and uh, slash at his leggies. So, not to be outdone by the coolness that is uh, Friskin, <laughs> thanks to Paxi, the three guards uh, approach you. Frankie pulls out his crossbow and like closes one eye to aim and just lets go. And the crossbow it just hits the dude just square in the forehead. And he just <laughs> he just goes straight down. Sorry, did Frankie just kill a man? Yeah, Frankie just killed a man. Frankie. <laughs> you. Well, actually, I should ask you: Would you want to incapacitate him, or are you fine just? Uh, this I'm guy? Just, I don't think he'd be like shooting to like. Well, he'd just be like shooting to stop, and if it kills him, mm. whoops. Frankie doesn't understand this. I can do it again if you don't oh, want to no, go no, for no, a no, kill shot. Fine. I'll just be like, I'll just be like shooting, just like stop this guy. Whoops! I killed him. <laughs> you landed a bullseye shot in the center of his forehead. Nice. Uh, Flinvar, do you uh, are you wounding or are you killing? I'd say kill because I don't want him to come up behind us eventually. Nice. So, yeah. Um, efficient. So Flynn, uh, you uh, using Frankie uh, as a bit of cover, you jump out and you jump into the air and you slash with your sword and you just straight across the guard's throat, just completely open up his throat and he falls. Karen, you do a uh, commando roll uh, out from between Frankie's legs and as you do, your axe like appears in your hands mm-hmm. and you just do a straight slash and you just completely separate this dude's knees in half. <laughs> and both of his, his legs are now uh, pirate length stumps um, as he falls and screams and Friskin turns around and he's like, whoa, nice work, you guys are cold-blooded badasses. Karen is like, ah, oh, well, <laughs> let's let's keep going. And she looks, she kind of looks behind her as this dude who was just stumpy legs now uh, rides around in pain. But uh, there's someone to save, and she's running. But she's not comfortable about that. 
Just quickly, the dude that Friskin punched, is he dead? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> just hearing. Okay, he punched like throat, 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 groin. So like that guy's, that guy's just like completely just out of it or like groin, 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 throat maybe. But yeah, those four guards just like instantly get all one shot by the four of you mm. and you 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 know past the fountain that's like halfway up the driveway uh, and you're heading up towards the main front door of the mansion um and friskid stops and his heckles go up and he's like oh i'm gonna need your help with this one um and you can hear barking uh, in the distance <laughs> oh no so we've all stopped is there um is there grass nearby yep there is grass nearby uh, as, as Karen hears Friskin say, I'm going to need your help with this one, she says, huh, and she reaches over and uh, pulls a handful of grass out from the lush lawn beside her. She brings it up to her mouth and she starts chewing. <laughs> Karen, Friskin's like, I don't know whether you're trying to intimidate me or not, but it is working. Uh, this is for, this is for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, dogs live here. I know, I wouldn't do this if I didn't have to. Okay. Penny here. A wild live show appears. The Terrible Adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company is going to be doing our very own Twitch live stream on January 2nd. All our players and a few special guests are going to get together for a one-off adventure set in Matt Zemler. Stay tuned or follow our social media for more details. Music credits. Thanks to Patrick Patricios for voices, Bobby Richards for lens and tack, Josh Pan for phase print and yaya and god mode for whole tone limbo and as always thank you to regan mckinnon for the show's theme song you can interact with us at facebook.com slash podcast and we also have a twitter at jbpc podcast where we post show updates and other cool stuff that we get up to we love hearing from fans so please feel free to leave us a message or tag us you can listen to the show at janisonbreffords.podbean.com, as well as on Spotify, YouTube, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 5 of Who Spiked the Punch will be out on Sunday the 3rd of January, and after that we'll be taking a little break. Uh, I'm going to go work on a movie, so I won't be able to edit for a while. Episodes following will likely be out sometime in February. I'll keep you all posted. 2020 has been a hell of a year for many people. So at the end of it, from myself, Nate, Liz, Poppy, and Steph, thank you for being here, listening to our little D&D show. We are all so grateful for every download and every moment that you choose to spend with us. Have a great rest of your year, and please take care of yourselves. All right, back to the show. wake Idafer to the sound of alarms um, there's like a siren going off and a bell as well as though like both of those alarms are like who needs both but like there's a siren and a bell happening the guards don't seem worried though you can hear a couple of the other tieflings whispering uh they no one realizes you're awake yet and you can hear the guards basically being like ah don't worry about it the hounds will deal with it it's fine it's probably nothing and after a few minutes the guards open the door again and they walk up to you and pick you up from underneath the arms. Do you let them know that you're awake? Nope. Okay. <laughs> you are dragged very unceremoniously down the hallway and then into a, I imagine you're having your eyes closed. Yeah, well, like I'm just like peeking out every now and then. So you're being dragged through like a dug tunnel, like basically through solid rock into an area where suddenly the floor is tiled and the walls are all smooth and it's got that like sterile clean mm. feel to it mm. um, and you open your eyes and you're in kind of like what looks like a medical uh, room. Roll me a perception check. Oh god. <laughs> oh, that's a one. Okay. Ooh. You haven't, uh, what you can see, um, there are stacks of jars with green eyes in them just kind of like 
uh, sitting out in front of you. Like every, there's like small jars and each of them has like a single uh, electric green eye in it. And you take a moment to realize that like, those are the same color as my eyes. Those are the same color as every tiefling I know's eyes. And then you take a second to connect that to the blind tiefling that you met in the sewers and you're suddenly really frightened by what's about to happen to you. Oh yeah. Oh no. We're coming for you, Idafer. <laughs> you can feel a really intense heat coming from sort of like behind you to the side, but you you, you roll the natural one of perception, so like you don't it is. Okay. <laughs> you guys. You are running towards the front and you smell sulfur and oh. you hear barking and two hellhounds, okay. two demonic dogs rush in from the side and one of them like bite tackles Friskin um, and just like sort of takes him out and Friskin's like, no, it doesn't take him out, just kind of like knocks him over and Friskin's like wrestling um, and the other uh, hellhound uh, approaches you growling and you know, making eye contact. Uh, everybody roll me uh, initiative. I was secretly very happy that the hellhounds because he didn't want to hurt like normal dogs. He doesn't care about people, potential people traffickers, but... Um, normal dogs. 17. 16, Frankie. And a 13 for Karen. Um, question. Is a hellhound classified as a beast? Uh, yes. The first hellhound uh, already had its turn. It was the one that grappled Friskin. Uh, Flynn, you are next. Uh, there is a hellhound rapidly approaching you. Could I instead use my halfling nimbleness to like sneak behind the one um, behind these guys and go for the one that Friskin's with? It's kind of just approaching the three of you. Um, it's got eyes on you and oh, okay. it is a dog so like it would be really hard to stealth a dog that's seen you because of their uh, sense of smell. Oh, I want to ignore the one that's going for us and then just quickly finish off the one that's with Friskin and oh, busy okay. with them. Cool, so you're gonna go over and, and do what to the one that's uh, working with Friskin? Um, a downward like stab, but from behind it. Okay, cool, so you're gonna roll, roll me an attack roll with advantage, um, and I'll give you advantage because uh, it is currently engaged with Friskin. So that's 12. Uh, the armor class is apparently 15, so uh, no, you run up. Um, and you, scratch its back. Yeah, uh, you run up and you uh, attempt to slash at it, but um, you're being a little careful because you don't want to hit Friskin, and okay. you don't, you just, you kind of just like hit it on like a, a place where it kind of deflects your sword. You don't get the sharp bit, you just get the flat bit. Okay, nice doggy. Next up is Frankie. What I'm gonna do first, I'll bonus action, cast a spell Arcane Weapon. Oh, what does um, that do? So I channel Arcane Energy into one simple martial weapon I'm holding. And she, oh wait, no, I just realized it has to be. I think a hand crossbow is a simple weapon. Yeah, okay, I thought it was classed as a range. Let me just, I think simple yeah, weapons range. can be ranged. Yeah, yeah. Range. Oh, okay, because yeah. I was thinking, oh yep, simple is hand, but then I actually just realized reading that aloud. Uh, no, it's a martial weapon, sorry. Oh, it says simple or martial weapon. I'm oh, cool, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just thought yeah. it was like range, I don't know. Um, holding and choose one damage type, so it's either acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder, until the spell ends, which is one hour. You deal an extra 1d6 of the damage chosen uh, to any target you hit with the weapon. If the weapon isn't magical, it becomes magical. As a bonus action, you could change the damage you're choosing. That's really cool. That is awesome. Cool. Okay. So I'm gonna do that. So how it looks like? It looks like a almost like kind of like a scope. If you like, you know, gun, but it's just a scope. But it has all this blue sort of energy running through it. So I'm assuming that's where the electrum is when I reload it. Um, and as I shoot, it sort of injects. The magic in so that's for, for the flavor that's it really like. cool okay cool. and it's science nice. i've yes science and i've chosen a poison damage oh, okay for lols. cool go ahead and roll me an attack roll let's go i think you're plus one because of your infusion yep let's go. <laughs> that is a 13. Unfortunately, no. It was so cool, but it looks cool though. And it lasts for an hour. It lasts for an hour. Mm. It's concentration also. First two attacks didn't go through very well. Uh, Karen, you're up. Uh, Karen would like to cast Speak with Animals. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> one of her Electrum fades away as she uh, desperately tries to um, reason 
with these animals. Um, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want there to be any more killing tonight, even though she knows there probably will be. Okay. Um, and as she says, stop, please. We don't need to do this. The electrum fades into her, and it comes out as a bark. <laughs> so hellhounds are classified as fiends, but. Um. But I'm going to say these two in particular were regular dogs that were then corrupted. Oh. Um, so while I'm using the stat block for a hellhound, just so nobody freaking like, you know, lawyers <laughs> me in the comments. Um, these are beasts that have been corrupted by hell energy. Cool. Um, so uh, you bark at them and one of them turns around. Roll me a persuasion check. Okay. Actually, it can be persuasion or animal handling, your choice. All right, it's gonna be persuasion. That is a 16. So the, the dog that's not wrestling with Friskin um, kind of looks at you and now I have to do a dog voice, hang on. Oh, Scooby-Doo. This is master territory. You are not welcome here. Hey, 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 uh, 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 we are welcome here. Then why the loud noises? We don't know, but we're, we're going to go and see if we can turn them off. Do you want to come with us? <laughs> do you have meaty treats? Uh, do we have meaty treats? And she says, do, do we have, do we have meaty, Frankie, what's in your bag? <laughs> <laughs> Frankie might have some sandwiches. Should I roll to see if I have meaty treats in my satchel? Yeah, just roll me a d6 on an even number you have meaty treats. <laughs> I've got a jelly candy. No meaty treats. No meaty what have you got? I've got um, a jelly candy and an apple. Okay. Roll me an animal handling check. Nine. <laughs> um, okay, no, that didn't work. They don't want my candy. Frankie, you have food, it's just not me. You have a uh, gross old sandwich. I have a gross old sandwich. <laughs> uh, mm, uh, we, 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 can, we can get you some meaty treats. Where? Well, we'll, we'll go to Master and we'll bring out some treats. Also, there's some people back there who <gasps> are currently meaty treats. <laughs> Meet the traits. Yeah, go go for it. Roll me one more persuasion check. Yep. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's a natural twenty. <laughs> That's the best time you could do a natural twenty. The dog turns and says, "Brother." We get treats by the phantom. And the, the dog that's like currently trying to like eat friskins, like, that sounds easier. And then they just like both just like run off towards the um towards the fountain. And after about 20 seconds, you hear more screaming. <gasps> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let's keep going. <laughs> Flynnvale will help um, offer a hand to the Bexy. Yeah, yeah, so uh, Friskin <laughs> smiles and, and stands up and says like, wow, that was impressive. I uh, would not have thought they would respond to that kind of reasoning, but in we go. You should eat grass more often, Karen. Karen just looks at him like wild-eyed and goes, in, in we go. <laughs> Friskin basically breaks into a, like a, a four-legged sprint. Um, and goes up the main stairs and then just basically goes into like a um, kung fu kick just straight into the door it just like bursts open hell and yes. yeah and so you guys you guys are gonna follow friskin into the yes. door yes oh, yeah. like. <laughs> Ido, the guards are laying you down on a table and tying you down like putting your hands and, and ankles into bonds you can see a man in a medical mask um, putting on gloves and uh, you know he's got like a lab coat on and he's kind of just like preparing his his very scary looking stabby like doctor's tools that he has how are you responding you can't move uh, but how what are you what are you up to i'm hyperventilating okay <laughs> can i ask that i have access to my foot yeah yeah you have access to your foot <laughs> okay so Ido did keep one piece of electrum in this show. So, <laughs> thank God. But now what does he use? I'm thinking that 
And I would like to try... This is risky. <laughs> Go on, you can do it. I will just do Firebolt. Um, I'd need an electrum for that, eh? You do need, it's, it's a cantrip. You need electrum on you, but it doesn't consume it. Um, okay. And you can, you can like aim it out of your mouth or you can have it come from your eyes or like, you know, like a, a spot in between your horns or like literally wherever you want it to come from, you can have it do that. Sick. So is there just one person in the room with me? There are three guards who were laying you, or you know, three guys wearing armor who were laying you down and one doctor um, who's not wearing armor and is um, at the moment walking towards you with a big syringe. <laughs> It is, it's great that you can have cantrips at the moment because okay. you've got a piece of Electrum on you. Okay, so, um, question, would you let me use Firebolt three times, so on each guy? You can use it once. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> use it on the dude with the syringe. Cool, roll me an attack roll. Okay. A ranged spell attack. I got four. Oh no! I was canonically blind. Where do you shoot it from? My eyes, ironically enough. Yeah, cool. So you um, sit up, you realize, you, you basically this whole time you've been fiddling with the electrum in your shoe and you finally get it in between two of your toes and you grip it between your toes and you go, and a blast of fire shoots from uh, your eyes. Um, it narrowly misses the doctor and like goes past his head and like hits some cabinets and just like, blows up a couple of cabinets. And the doctor like is like, what the hell? Restrain him. And then another guard comes in and he's like, the boss is here. And everyone freezes and they're like, the, the boss is here? And one of them's like, what the fuck is the boss doing here? And he points at you and he's like, he wants to talk to this one. <gasps> and the doctor looks at you and says, great wasteland turtle, who are you? Great wasteland turtle. <laughs> um, and a moment later, a barrel chested, red skinned tiefling in an expensive like smoky gray suit walks in and he's got this air of arrogance to him and he's got these like huge twisting tiefling horns like really high ones he's got like a huge chin and he walks in and he grabs you by the scruff and he pulls you up and he says what do you know about master speck <laughs> wouldn't you like to know <laughs> <laughs> Teenager. <laughs> uh, so, so with Firebolt, um, a flammable object hit by the smell ignites if it isn't being worn or carried. What the cabinets been? Okay, yeah, the cabinets were uh, metal and there was glass inside them, so you like broke some shit. Um, but yeah, you definitely like caused some damage, but no, you didn't. You didn't light any fire. Okay. Um, you definitely <laughs> caused some property damage when you do that. Answer back. Do just headbutts you. He's just like. And okay. just, just straight up headbutts you. I guess I'm knocked out. No, you're not knocked out. You're fine. Ah. And he's like, what do you know about Master Speck? What do I know about Master Speck? You tell me. Okay. Well. Uh, can I roll, um, like, performance to, like, lie? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. So, nine. Yeah. Um, you're stumped. Yeah. You have no idea. This like you're about to have your eyes removed and this like mafia boss looking dude um just like storms in and grabs you and starts shouting at you and he's like, That bastard ripped off my Electrum heist right out from under me. You, Grey Bazelbian, filed down horns, you were ripping off my gold heist in the sewers. And now one of his guys <laughs> is breaking down my door right as we bring you in. And he reaches into his back pocket and he pulls out a rolled up piece of paper and he like hurriedly like unravels it and it's that same like type of like weird parchment with the glowing writing and you can see the word zone of truth at the top of it and he pulls out two electron pieces and he like smashes them together and he's like says zone of truth and the mixture of the electrum going off and the scroll just like burning as it is consumed the blue light and the orange light like come together and make this like odd brown light that comes from it i want you to roll a a charisma saving throw 12. now tell me boy what do you know about master speck you have to tell the truth i know nothing okay who even is this guy <laughs> he seems so confused and he lets go of your scruff and he's, <gasps> he looks around and he's like fine take his eyes we need to amp up production now i won't have that 
bastard speck prevent me from getting my fucking scroll? As he's saying that, I'm like, don't take my eyes, please. I've never even seen boobs before. I've told everyone I have, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor is like, uh, yes, Mr. Marvelous, but uh, I'm going to need to uh, f create fresh tools because he uh, used... Magic, he's already gone. Like, Marvelous is already gone. He's just Good. like stormed out of the room, and the doctor's like frantically running around. Like, when you when you blasted the cabinet, like, you tipped over his tools, and like, ah. he seems really like real nervous. And he's like running around, like, trying to like kind of scramble to get his setup going again. And the, the guards are like, <laughs> up in the mansion, you are following. Friskin's nose, he's using his sense of smell. First you think that he's just being a hungus because he leads you into the kitchen and opens the <laughs> fridge. But then the there's actually like a secret passage, like the fridge is just a, a hidden door, which then leads into like a rock cavern down into the ground. And you guys are currently fighting um, a bunch of guards. You're fighting about four dudes in armor who all have like swords and these guys seem a little bit more dangerous than the guys you met outside. Just everybody just roll me initiative real quick. I got a natural 20. An 18. Frank got a 14. So you guys are kind of fighting on like a flight of stairs. Stairs that are going down and there are four men in the way. One of them has a morning star, one of them has a sword, one of them has a hammer, and one of them has a spear. The first up is Flynn. Okay. How close am I? Can I touch these guys? Yeah. So if I turn, who's directly behind me? Oh, Frankie. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so I'm like... This is a crap situation, but I love what you do with your artificial tools. Like, can you like smash these fellas for us? Smash these fellas for us! <laughs> this is very Kiwi, okay? Yeah. <laughs> can you smash them? We've got this! I'll fucking smash them, cuz! One out! You take that guy, I'll take that guy, we'll be done! Like, over like, boosting confidence. And I just take my sword and I just slash across the knees that I can see. Cool. Alright, roll me an attack roll. You actually above them, so like, you have height advantage on them, so you, have the high ground. you would probably be around their faces or around Ooh, their necks. So close to their necks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something squishy. So 16 to hit? Yeah, cool, it hits. Cool. Awesome. Roll me damage. Ooh, eight. Uh, yeah, cool. So you hit the first one for eight damage. Cool. We're going to blast through these. Karen, you're next. I want to push him down the stairs. Cool. Okay, roll me a strength, uh, strength check. Oh, that is a nat one. <laughs> he, there's people behind him. So you do shove him, but like he's just caught by the people behind him. Mm. Guard one is going to swing his morning star at Flint. It hits doing... Ooh, shit. Uh, nine damage. Thanks. <laughs> What's 32 take away nine? Um, so this guy's just like swinging his thing around. It just swings it. It just catches you with his morning star. That oh, really hurt. God. Uh, Frankie. Frankie is going to, I guess it's a bonus action, drop the arcane weapon. Um, and then he's going to stick out his thing. And fuck, what's he doing? And he's gonna go, cha! And it's gonna squirt out. Uh, he's casting uh, the grease spell. He's casting the grease spell? Yeah. What does that do? He's got like a grease mechanism on his wrist. Yeah, so on the wrist he has like, um, it's the same sort of wrist that has like his tools and stuff. So it's like a Swiss army wrist thing. Uh, so it has his tools and a few vials of different spells. In this case, it's just going to be grease. Um, I realize we haven't mentioned him for a while, but is hands with you? No, hands. I didn't want to bring hands to the party because people ask a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hands isn't with them. Okay, cool. Just um, wondering. Yeah. So slick grease covers the ground at a 10-foot square centered on a point within range and turns it into difficult terrain for the duration. When the grease appears, each cre creature standing in the area must succeed a dexterity saving throw a fall prone uh, a creature that enters or exits or uh, enters the area or ends its turn must also do a saving throw cool and what happens if they fail the saving throw they fall prone cool. so i'm assuming that because they're on the stairs and it's slippery they just yeah yeah cool um so that so all four of them failed their saving throws oh my god so i'm just gonna roll some stairs damage real quick stairs <laughs> <laughs> Okay, first one takes six because he fell first and the other ones landed on him. Oh. Second one takes two, third one takes three, last one takes four, and they're all prone. Nice. 
Nice. Nice. Um, Friskin takes advantage of this. Mm -hmm. Very nice turn, by the way, Friskin. Yeah. Uh, Friskin takes advantage of this and uh, like leaps over the grease and um, like prepares like a martial arts double punch and just like like lands and just just punches clean through one of their armor. Doing ten damage and that dude is just out. He just like punches straight through this guy's chest armor and just like hits and the guy's like, the guy shudders like a person being shocked by a defibrillator. Oh, oh, Guard two uh, tries to stand up. So what happens if they have to walk back through the grease? They have to do another uh, yeah. saving throw. And then he falls straight back down. Uh, guard three stands up and then tries to get through the grease. He does succeed. He walks through the grease and he's going to hit Frankie with his hammer. <laughs> Is he going past Karen? Can I do an opportunity attack? You guys are kind of all packed into the stairs together. Sure. So he wouldn't have to go past you. He'd just kind of, he'd just kind of be in front of you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so Frankie, what's your AC? 14. Cool, he does hit you. And he does, he does four damage with his like big hammer that he has. Guard four successfully stands up and fails and fails his saving throw and falls prone again. <laughs> um, he, he was the one with the spear. You're up, Ido. Yeah. You, you have access to Electrum. Don't let them take your eyes. Uh, two of the four guards that were in the room with you have left. Um, and you don't know this, but they're currently fighting um, the rest of the party. So there's only two guards left in the room with you. Um, and the doctor is frantically running around trying to like find sterile tools or create sterile tools because you really messed up his like area with that firebolt. What are you going to do? Is it possible that I would be able to fit further enough for it to land in his area to unsterilize any tools that were there? Um, you could spit into an invisible mage hand and then rub that on stuff. I could do better things with Mage Hand. <laughs> you do have access to Mage Hand, you've got access to Cantrips, and if you want to use a level 1 spell, you can, but that's your only Electrum piece that you have. Mm. Okay, um, I... You ha don't you have Thaumaturgy? You're a, you're a Tiefling, yeah. so that's a pretty spooky spell. Yeah, what I might do is be like, hey, like, cause can we hear the the ruffle there's some kind of commotion coming from like it's in a cave system so it's like echoing down towards you and while these guys aren't being like hello it's me flynn i am fighting like there's clearly <laughs> like you got told that like someone's busted into the house you don't know it's friskin but someone busted into the front door and that you know that marvelous is dealing with something but you don't know you don't know who Okay. You just know that there's some kind of commotion happening in another room and the two guards that are there are like by the door rather than like guarding you specifically. Okay. Um, hey guys, like, what's that commotion going on outside? Shut up, prisoner. <laughs> no! What is the commotion? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they look at you and then the doctor's like, can you please gag this one? And one of them walks over um, and ties a handkerchief um, around your around your mouth, uh, gagging you. He rolled a natural twenty on like figuring out what to do, so he just he just me. he just gagged you. Okay, in that case, I'm like, and I'm trying to I wrestle this electron between my toes again, and I'm gonna one second. You you're gonna have to look up what spells have verbal components. Yeah, I think Majen doesn't. It does. Yeah. In fact, all my cantrips do. Oh no! Oh no. And all my spells. Okay, well, I guess I'll just deal with the fact I'm gonna have no eyes. Struggle! I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna struggle real hard. <laughs> I've made some choices here and I don't like them. <laughs> what choices? Well, first of the choice to yell and then get gagged. <laughs> the main, that was the main choice. Can I just like, can I just try, like, roll to try and use my mouth and jaw and stuff to get the gag out? Sure, yeah, roll me a dexterity check. <laughs> Have you seen people with, like, duct tape on their mouth and they're just like... Suck it in. Oh, oh, oh. Nah. Okay, um, for the time being you are incapacitated. But I'm struggling <laughs> really bad. Back out to the fight on the stairs. Y'all are uh, have the advantage, like they've fallen over and they're covered in grease a lot and Friskin has now taken out another one of them. There's really only one left um, who would like to uh, give him a final blow. 
Unless anybody else wants to, I can I can punch him. Just punch him. Okay, uh, I activate the ring of the ram and I give him a big punch cool. right in stomach. Roll me a roll me an attack roll. Absolutely. Uh, that is a natural 20. Nice! Yeah. Roll me double. Damn it. He's gonna go so far flying back. <laughs> he is his guts uh, will anyway. So that is uh, so that's 40 12 damage. 18 damage and cool. 18 feet. Cool. Uh, so he flies back down the stairs and like, you know, because this is stairs, he like continues rolling um, and he kind of like rolls and like smashes through a door uh, that is at the bottom of the stairs. Um, and that guy's out. Um, Friskin is like just finishing up like tiger biting the third guy's neck, like just ripping his throat out. And kind of looks up and he's got like blood dripping. And he's like, oh man, that was a nice one. I like you guys. Uh, that was the that was the grass, uh, <clears throat> and she's going to carefully try and pick her way through the grease. Cool. Roll me a dexterity check. Yep. <laughs> um, you guys too, unless you have a way of. Um, to, can can you are you allowed to release the grease? Like can you can you does it release dissolve the after grease. Time, or? <laughs> I think I was standing above the grease though. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you need to go through, through it, it to get to get oh. down. I mean, it says it lasts one minute, but it doesn't say that it dissipates. Well, I mean, if the spell lasts one minute, I would say it would dissolve yeah, after okay, one minute. Okay, so you guys can just go straight through. Okay, can I roll acrobatics to like jump over? There's no need. No, it, the, it the, grease, the grease dissolves. Oh. <laughs> you can, but also if you fail, then you may fall downstairs and I just don't want to add that complication. No, that's right. I feel like Frank would pull out like, you know, that like handy and or that orange spray and just like that's very good. I like that a lot. He's got grease and he's also got a degreaser. He's like, don't worry, guys. Don't worry. It's in case you spill it yourself, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to just kind of run down and run through the door that that guy has bust through. Cool. It is a, um, it is a like armor station. There is like guards' uniforms and armor and stuff in there. Frankie would start probably yelling. Are there any doors um, through the guard yeah, station? So, so it goes two ways. Okay. Um, one way you can hear crying and moaning, um, and the other way you can like s smell burning, um, but also kind of like that like sterile medical smell. Mm. Can I see anything around that looks like artifacts, like in the room, like? Yeah, you can see his belt, that like black oh. and white uh, studded belt his that stuff. he was wearing. So I like rummage around and like give a like anything I can see of his is like he's here somewhere like picking up his shit. Uh, can I make an intelligence roll for like yep. which way to go? Uh, that's an eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Choose away, I guess. There is left smells sterile, right smells, right sounds depressing. Okay. Um. Yeah, I really don't want to mess with this. Um, Karen's just gonna yell, Idafa! Idafa, roll me a perception check. Frankie was also yelling. Oh, oh for fuck's sake. Have advantage because two of because the two of them are. <laughs> I'm doing the worst rolls. Jesus. That's not much better. Um eight. You hear a noise. Uh, okay. It's kind of hard to tell what it was because there is ringing in your ears from the headbutt mm -hmm. and you are straight up having a panic attack right now. <laughs> the doctor seems to have gotten his tray of shit ready and is now reapproaching you with another big syringe. Back to you guys. Okay, let's split up. Two of us down one, one of, two of us down the other. I'll take the moaning door. Of course. Okay, I'll go down the other one. I want to go with... Go with you. Okay. Because if it's sad, then Frankie's just going to cry. Does Frost have any? <laughs> Could be either tieflings both ways. Okay. Uh, you go. You go with. You go with Flynn. Okay. Cool. So Flynn. Um, Flynn and Friskin. You guys go right, mm -hmm. and you run a little way, and then you find yourselves uh, facing down more guards, and it looks like a couple of jail cells built into the the tunnels that appear to have um, quite a lot of imprisoned tieflings in them. Uh, Karen and Frankie, you guys go the other way um, and you burst into the door and you find two guards facing you down and on the other side of the two guards you see Idafa strapped to a table and a human doctor like kind of looking at you weird holding a big syringe. You leave my friend alone! Can we, can we, 
Can we, can we do something? Can we do something? Like, sneak, yeah, uh, go ahead. attack, go ahead. attack of opportunity? Uh, no, you, the gods were facing you and were facing the door ready <laughs> okay. for people to come in. But you can have you can have one action each before I roll initiative. My action is to summon my axe and pop rage. Cool. Pop rage. My action is to just shoot blindly. <laughs> Not blindly. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Roll me, uh, roll me an attack roll. Roll me a d20. Ah, oh, I rolled a 13. Okay. I also rolled a 13. Oh. oh no. Somehow, the fact that we both rolled the same number on the dice means that you shoot wildly and you hit the glass portion of the big syringe. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was, if anyone was wondering, I was planning that. I thought, you know, the further away I roll from what Frankie rolls would be, you know, he would just, you know, shoot the fire or something, but he didn't. We rolled the exact same thing. Uh, that was planned. 100%. That doctor is like, oh, for fuck. Get him! You guys have found Idafer in yep. this like underground medical facility where there's like stacks of eyes and jars, <gasps> uh, and there's like a big like tunnel leading to an enormous furnace mm. like further down. Um, Flynnvi, you and Friskin are like dealing with more guards, and there's just like lots of like sick tiefling prisoners here, and then echoing through the tunnels, you hear. A voice. Who? You have treaded on Marvelous's land. And now I am going to show you what power really is. Looks like they are gone. Good for you. It is I, Friskin Longclaw, and I have a very important public service announcement. Did you know that you can spy on your friends and loved ones by acting like you're asleep? Works every time. Thanks for listening to the show, and have a nice day.